So let's move on and talk about Marvel Day at Sea, because this is the one I'm the most jealous of. And our podcast should absolutely pander to your needs, That's Sam. right. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And this evening, we're back to our roots with some cruising discussion again. And uh, we wanted to bring a guest on to talk about fabulous themed cruising aboard Disney Cruise Line. Things like Star Wars Day at Sea, Marvel Day at Sea, Halloween on the High Seas, and Very Merry Time Cruising. And so I'm excited to welcome Jessica to the show. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being on. Well, we're excited to talk about theme cruising. I named a few that Disney does. And so, but we always like to start with our guest Disney background or general Disney background. So Jessica, you want to tell folks your connection with Disney and your family's connection with Disney? Sure. I, unlike, I think a lot of people didn't start at such a young age. I went one time as a child, but I've been to Walt Disney World, I think four or five times as an adult, which is kind of cool. I have not done... Anything other than Disney Cruise Line, though, with my family. So that's something that's very different than I think a lot of people. We started with Disney Cruising as a family, so we have not done the parks, which is something on our list, but clearly not right now. Yeah. And you have little ones. Is that right? We do. We have a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. But we started cruising when our oldest was nine months old and then our youngest when she was seven months old. Nice. And how many Disney cruises have you been on? We just completed our 10th one this past February. Oh, wow, the congratulations. The elusive platinum. Yes, <laughs> the elusive platinum. That was my husband's goal. We had a January or no, we had a December one this past December planned. And then we went with my sister and brother-in-law. They got engaged on the dream in February. And my husband was like, okay, we need to get our 10th one in there. So then we scheduled the Marvel Day at Sea one this past January. So he wanted to sneak in there to quickly get the platinum in. <laughs> nice. And which ships have you been on? I've been on all four. Uh, the Grand Slam and a platinum. Way to go. <laughs> yes, yes. Awesome. So let's talk um, about the Disney themed cruising. And can you tell us, Jessica, which ones you have been on? And if you've been on any of them more than once, let us know that too. Sure. We have been on three of the Halloween on the High Seas cruises. And I will say they have evolved from the first one that we were on to the last one. We have also been on two of the Very Merry Time cruises and one of the Marvel Day at Sea cruises. Awesome. And Brian and I have been on two Star Wars Day at Sea cruises. We've also been on one Halloween on the high seas, but we have not hit Marvel Day or very maritime cruises. Whoa. I have to say I'm very jealous in preparing for today's show. I got even more jealous of the Marvel Day at Sea experience because I, I took a look at the personal navigator for Marvel Day at Sea on one of the cruises that happened earlier in 2020, right before the shutdown. And I was just kind of wowed by all of of the different offerings on that. Uh, why did you choose in particular these cruises? Did you, you know, did the theming uh, for the cruises stand out to you as a, as a positive to book or did they just happen to, you know, work in your, for your dates of travel? 
We happen to just, because we live in a Midwestern state, we just tend to travel more in the winter to escape the cold. So a lot of them just aligned. We have specifically chosen the Very Merry Time and the Marvel Day at Sea, the Halloween and the High Seas were just kind of a bonus, but I would never hesitate to do one of those again. Yeah. Now the Marvel Day at Sea, I, I'm guessing that's the only one where you've gone out of Miami where the and the other ones were out of Port Canaveral. Is that right? We did one, the Marvel Day at Sea, yes, was out of Miami. We also did this past December, uh, Maritime out of Miami as well. And we've done a Halloween on the high seas out of New York, which was in October of 2018. And and we should probably for listeners just kind of step back and frame things up a little bit in terms of where these things happen, when they happen, the what they are. They're probably evident from their names. But so very maritime cruises are typically going to happen based on time of year, obviously, because it's Christmas. Right. But um, they do them all of November. Yeah. Do them all of November. <laughs> all of December. All of December. There was even a little Twitter spat this week around whether or not they do them for the week following Christmas through to the new year. And I think the answer was that the decorations are generally left up. It's not clear that they do all of the events on board. Halloween on the high seas obviously is more of an October timeframe cruise, although I think they might even bleed into September uh, when they start. Obviously, a Halloween themed cruise. Avengers or Marvel Day at Sea and Star Wars Day at Sea, obviously themed to the movie franchises. Now, Marvel Day at Sea is, I think, only done on the dream on sailing, certain sailings out of Miami and your 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 cruise will get designated as a, a Marvel Day at Sea cruise. And sometimes they they start off like they'll say it's a Marvel Day at Sea cruise. Sometimes it doesn't. And then it gets designated as a Marvel Day at Sea cruise later. We've had that happen on a, a few sailings. Uh, Star Wars is done or has traditionally been done only on the fantasy out of port. Canaveral, but we had Star Wars Day at Sea on our, I think our first ever cruise in a January sailing. So you just kind of have to look at the sailings and see if they've been designated for Star Wars or Marvel. The other themed cruise we have not talked about, Frozen Day at Sea, which they do the Norwegian sailings or the Northern Europe sailings. They have Frozen Day at Sea, and that's obviously Elsa and Anna, but those are done over in Europe. They don't, I haven't seen them over in the US. It's possible they have them on an Alaska sailing, but you'd, you'd probably want to we want to check that. So, yeah, but none of us have been on that frozen one. So we're, we're supposed to be, I we're think <laughs> we're supposed to be. But so we'll keep our focus on the ones that happen out of the U.S. ports. So let's start with Halloween on the high seas. You know, tell us sort of when you're on a Halloween on the high seas, tell us what you see around the ship, Jessica. Sure, it is. Definitely decorated there right when you walk in the atrium. We've been on it on one of the classic and the the dream class. So they both have in the atrium when you walk in a huge tree. When we first sailed on it, I will say back in 2016, there was nothing on it when you first walked on. But then as the cruise progressed, it grew pumpkin. Whereas the last time we were on it, the pumpkins were already there. And I mean, I love it either way. It's it's awesome either way. And then I know they just have different things on the windows. And it's not overwhelmingly Halloween if that's not your thing. And it happens to be a Halloween on the high seas cruise. You're not inundated with Halloween, which is nice. And it seems like for Halloween and, and maritime cruises, they have events for those themes kind of throughout the throughout the cruise, as opposed to with Marvel and Star Wars, those events are really concentrated in one day. So if you really aren't, you know, a fan of the theming of 
what you know, Marvel or Star Wars, you're really only going to get inundated with that for the one day versus the Halloween in the merry time. I agree with you, Jessica, it's not everywhere and it's not um, the decorations are are tasteful, not tacky, but it is going to ha- but you are going to see that theming the entire the entire cruise. Absolutely. So let's talk about the characters, right? Everyone loves on a Disney cruise seeing the Fab Five and, you know, a handful of other characters roaming around. But tell us what's special about the characters on a Halloween on the High Seas cruise. Yes, they actually have each character is their own costume. So they have they are dressed as a I want to say more of like a classic Halloween type character. It's really cool. They do a deck party where they're in their full costumes dancing around so you can have a chance to meet them while they're dancing around or you can stand in line and meet them. But they're also at other times in their normal Disney Cruise Line outfits. So you're again, you can get different pictures with them at different times. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about Disney cruises in general, that the characters do change costumes throughout the cruise, like for formal night and for um, or yes. semi-formal night. And and sometimes you'll see them in sort of their cruise uniforms. So they'll be like sort of formal cruise officer uniforms. And then sometimes, yes. you'll, see, and then sometimes you'll see them in their like Hawaiian like wear, right? Like their sort of leisure. Oh, yes, for Castaway Key. Yeah. Yeah. So I love I I love that, too. But yeah, in Halloween, you get this additional costume, which is I think Goofy's usually dressed as like a like a mummy. And mm-hmm. I think Mickey's like a vampire. vampire yeah. I'm trying to remember what Minnie yeah. is. I think Minnie's a witch. I think she's dressed oh, up like right. a witch. She is a witch. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's really fun to kind of to see the the characters have an, another another costume and I like you like to take pictures with them in all the various costumes. So it's so another fun thing. I guess let's talk about the pumpkin tree. Sure. Like I said, it just depends. I, I don't think they're doing it anymore where they grew the pumpkins, but the big event the first night is the pumpkin tree lighting. There's a little spooky story that everyone gathers around in the atrium for, and they tell you the history of the pumpkin tree, and then they light it. And it's just, I don't think it's scary. My oldest was one and a half on the first one, and she was not scared at all. So I don't think it's too scary for the younger kids and definitely interesting for the older kids. But it's cool how they tell you about the story and incorporate it to the Disney factor. So what what events do you guys like to attend when you're doing a Halloween on the high seas cruise? We have done, obviously, the Mickey's Masquerade dance party. We've actually been lucky enough to experience it on the deck and in the atrium when not been such nice weather. I will say I do prefer it in the atrium only because you get to see the characters a lot closer and they kind of dance with you in the atrium versus on the deck. They're kind of dancing more away from you. So I just feel it's a more intimate thing when it's in the atrium, which I don't think many people might agree with me, but that's just how we feel with little kids. Do you guys dress up for the Halloween events uh, for the mouse grade party and for trick or treating? Yes, we have. We're the kooky family that likes to have themed costumes. Our first year, we didn't. We kind of just did picked a Disney character and we were each a Disney character. But then we actually went with my mom and grandma on a Halloween on the high seas cruise and we were all Toy Story characters. I was Jesse. My husband was Woody. My daughter was in a Buzz Lightyear tutu. And then my mom and grandma were other characters as well. And then last It was so cute. It was a lot of fun. And then the last one we were on, the two little girls were Anna and Elsa because they have red and blonde hair and they're (laughs) little and younger sisters. And then my husband and I were the parents from Frozen. So we kind of worked that out. 
Yeah, we did. We did Toy Story as well. I went as uh, Prospector Pete, I think is his name. Yeah, Stinky Pete. Stinky oh, Pete. Cool. Stinky Pete and Sam was Jesse and uh, our, son our son was, was Woody. Woody. Yeah. So we were we were the oh roundup gosh, gang. We wanted cute. to be the roundup gang. And then our son was carrying uh, what's his face? The the, the horse. Bullseye. Bullseye. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And I had like a, I had like a box around my neck, you know, like a box like front, his- around my neck. Like I was still in my box because. Because Prospector oh Pete was always in his box. How adorable. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking it's a little morbid that you guys chose to be on it Elsa's parents, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly, I think, what one of our servers said. But <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was the only one my daughter would agree to. So yeah. kind of have to go at that point with the kids. Too. If there's got to be one rule, it's never be the parents of a Disney character. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Someone's dying. That's true, yes. <laughs> right. So funny. So tell us, are there, were there any other events that you guys got to attend during the Halloween on the high seas? I, I think they do a nightmare before Christmas kind of sing along. That seems like something we would love to do. I, our, our kids are just a little too young for that, but we have seen like Sally and Jack after that. If you can get your picture taken after that, we haven't done that. Unfortunately, it seems like it's a lot of fun. We did do the trick or treating and the games. So all throughout the first, well, this was when it was in the atrium, all throughout the atrium level. And then I think deck four, they had little stations that you, they would give you little treat bags in your stateroom that day. And you could go around and they would give you candy as well as games. And I think they see that on the deck as well. They have little stations for that and you can go trick-or-treating and just get some candy. And they don't just give you one piece of candy. They pretty much gave like three or four handfuls of candy. (laughs) I will say for those who have experienced Mickey's not so scary at the parks, candy situation on board the ship is not necessarily equivalent. Meaning if you're used to getting handfuls of full-size candy bars and leaving with backpacks full of candy, it's it's a little bit more restrained than that, but it's still for for being out on a cruise. It was still plentiful. We we left with candy. Yeah, we, sure. we left with one. I would say one big bag of candy. Yeah. But Brian and I did not carry, you know, bags for trick or treating. No just way. yeah, just our son did. And so, yeah, we probably could have left with more candy. But yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think it's at the same um, level as Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party is typically in the parks, but it's still a lot of candy and it's a pretty nice replacement for going trick-or-treating in your neighborhood if you happen to be on the cruise on actual Halloween. Oh, absolutely. And they even, I know if you are in the, if you have a Disney Facebook group for your particular cruise, I think on one of them, everyone signed up and they listed a number of staterooms like on, you know, in the same area that you could go to and like trick-or-treat from those cabins, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a cool idea. It's kind of an extension of fish extenders, but making it, exactly, yeah. Making it a trick-or-treating station instead. That's awesome. What a great idea. And then tell us, was Castaway Key, because you went on ones that stopped at Castaway Key. We've only done a West Coast Halloween on the high seas. So that, you know, that makes me sad because there's no Castaway Key, even though it's still an amazing Disney cruise. But do they do uh, decorations or anything special at Castaway Key when you're on a Halloween on the high seas cruise? They did not on the last, on the two that we have been on. They have not. So it's just the normal castaway key decorations and music. Okay. Fair enough. That's okay. I wonder if it was on, if it was on Halloween day, if they would, you know, maybe, uh, I doubt they're cause they got to bring all that stuff on the Island. I doubt that they're going to deck out the Island just to take it all back down. Oh, they do it for Christmas. 
Well, <laughs> yeah. I, Christmas is a different level of holiday, though, I think, yeah, in the scheme of things. Fair point. And then do they do anything themed at dinner? I, I, you know, I'm not say, not expecting sort of themed necessarily menu items, but did they, do they have a, a Halloween decorated menu or anything like that? Not a menu specifically. They do have like two drinks of the day that are, you know, one non-alcoholic and one alcoholic drink for that particular day if you're going to dress up. And then they did have a cute little spider dessert that they would bring out in addition to whatever else you ordered as a little Halloween theme. Cool. Would would you recommend the Halloween on the high seas to folks? I mean, you you guys have done it a couple times. So or would you say three times? Yes. I guess, yes, I would totally recommend it if you are a Halloween person. The only downfall is all the Halloween ones are offered during the hurricane season time, which does make it, in my opinion, a little bit rockier. We don't get seasick or anything like that, so we're very fortunate. But I do think the waters may be a little bit rougher in those months. But if you're a Halloween person, I think it's great. Or if that just is when it fits into your budget, that's great, too. All right. Well, let's turn over to the maritime cruises. Brian uh, said in sort of the intro section, those are going to be happening really as soon as Halloween ends, right? I think pretty much. Yes. As soon as Halloween ends is like every, like at Disney World, all the decorations change over to Christmas decorations and the theming changes to Christmas. So let's uh, start by what do you see when you walk into one of the ships on a maritime cruise? Oh my gosh, the first thing you will see on either the dream class or the magic class is the very big Christmas tree. It is gigantic. It's not lit when you first walk on. There is a special ceremony for that later on that evening. And so you see that the you'll see garlands on all the different levels in the atrium. And then you will also see a gingerbread house and you will smell the gingerbread too. It is the best sensation for all of your senses right when you walk on. Absolutely. I love it. I think it's, I I honestly think Disney does Christmas decorations better than anyone. I'm a fan of just walking around a mall at Christmas time because I do really love the decorations, but I feel like Disney just does it on a different level, whether that's on the cruise ship or at the parks. It's just kind of amazing. Absolutely. And they always have piped in Christmas music throughout the the hallways. So it's really inundating all of your senses Christmas. This one, I don't think you would escape Christmas as much on the cruise (laughs) because it really, they filter it in a lot. Yeah, no, that's it. That's definitely a good point. It may be, if you're somebody who really hates Christmas, you might want to stick with the Halloween on the high seas. Well, and, and one thing to point out about these cruises too, just really fast is that they cruising during the actual holiday week carries a premium. So if you want to have Christmas on Disney Cruise Line at Christmas, that's a premium price. If you're interested in seeing and experiencing Christmas at Disney, much like going to the parks, look around, look the sh- look at the shoulders around kind of that, that week or go earlier in the season. You can still get the full Christmas feeling without kind of necessarily the, the markup. So that's also something to sort yes. of keep, keep, uh, keep in the front of your mind. Yeah. 
So let's talk about the tree lighting ceremony. When does that happen and, and what what does it entail? Is it are we thinking like it's like Rockefeller Center in New York City? Or <laughs> what is this like? No, I was just gonna say I'd love to see a cruise ship sailing along with this tree sticking way out the top like at Rockefeller Center. But <laughs> it, keep, it, it is tall. It is I think it goes from love, you know, deck three all the way up a little bit past deck four almost. So it is very big, but they have it tethered in so you know it's not going anywhere on a rough sea day. Does it have a pine scent to it? I think so. Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a, it's gotta be a fake tree, but I'm wondering if it's sort of like when you walk in the atrium, you mentioned you smell gingerbread. I wonder if you'd also smell like this, like pine tree kind of scent. I think yeah. my daughter, one of my daughters pointed that out, that it smelled, you know, like the pine tree. Cause what, we just don't have real Christmas trees in our house. We do the fake one and it doesn't smell. And she pointed out that it smelled better than ours. So. <laughs> So what about the characters? Do you get to see the characters or, or at what point do you see the characters in their holiday wear? Um, I think around the tree lighting ceremony, they all come down in their different Christmas sweaters and Christmas attire. It is absolutely adorable. I, I can't even describe how authentic it feels more of like the old school type of Christmas, if that makes sense. Like if you think of Mickey's Christmas Carol, that movie, the cartoon movie, it reminds me of that. Oh, cute. So they're like in like a Charles Dickens style Christmas wear. Kind of. Not probably not that far. Okay. I don't think, but but definitely I think Mickey's in a cute snowflake sweater. Oh. Minnie's got her little beret on. I can't remember the other characters, but they are definitely in their garb. When does Santa make an appearance? He, I believe, makes an appearance at the Santa's Winterland Ball, which we've experienced it at two different points because we were on a seven night maritime, our first one, and then a five night. And we on our on the five night one, they only had one Santa's Winterland Ball, which is at 10 o'clock that first night, which was a lot of our one year old up for, but she made it. And so he makes an appearance then. But then on a longer cruise, seven or longer, they had it the next day in the afternoon. So it was more possible for those littler ones. And is it is it a is it a true Santa or is it a Santa Mickey or a Santa Disney character? No, it's a true Santa. He okay. is a true Santa. Yeah, because we've been at we've been at California Adventure before and they have Santa Goofy is who's there. And you can go get your picture taken with Santa Goofy, but it's not Santa. This is really Santa. And they do do. I don't know if you want to talk about this later. They do book out times like they do characters. If you see it in the navigator, it'll say Santa Claus and you can stand in line to get your picture taken with him. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I'm guessing Disney's got a pretty good looking Santa. Yes. And I will say the line for that is probably one of the longer lines on that cruise you stand in line for. However, they do provide kind of some entertainment. They do old school car carolers at the atrium singing. There is they'll come around with milk and cookies for you as well. And you get to sign Santa's naughty or nice list. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Do you get to see um, Mickey and Minnie at some any point during the cruise, like dressed as Santa and Mrs. Claus? I've seen pictures of of Mickey and Minnie uh, dressed, you know, up in a Santa and Mrs. Claus costume. But I don't know if they do that on the cruise or if that's just around, you know, the parks for for those uh, Christmas themed parties at the parks. I have not seen it on the cruise. I think I've seen pictures or on Disney vlogs that I've watched where they actually do that on the, the actual over Christmas cruises. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. 
And I, I've also heard that on, on Christmas day, if you're on a, one of these cruises on Christmas day, Santa comes out and gives some kind of small, small gift to the kids in the atrium or something. Have you guys, um, okay. Yeah. So, and you guys haven't been on, I presume on Christmas day. No. Well, for the premium you pay to sail on Christmas Day on Disney Cruise Line, Santa better be giving out Tiffany <laughs> necklaces. <but> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. What are what are some of the other uh, holiday activities you guys have gotten to do on the maritime cruises? I know there's crafts. We have not done that. We have done gingerbread cookie decorating, which if you want to do that, we sign up for that the first day when you get on the ship, when you embark on the ship that first day, there's you can either go to guest services or they will tell you a very specific spot. I think one year we did it at the Port Adventures desk to sign up for that because they have designated times that they want you to go so that you're there's not a huge crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. It's kind of like some of the ticketed character meet and greets on even on a non-themed cruise. There's always going to be the princess ticketed event and there's always going to be a, a specific Frozen on an Elsa ticketed event as well, since their popularity is just still through the roof and and probably will continue to be so. Uh, Let it if, go. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Brian, you know, Frozen 2 was a big hit, so they uh, they're going to they're going to milk that for as long as they they can. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm surprised they haven't done like a week long frozen themed cruise because I can only imagine the number of little girls who would beg their moms and dads the, to the take coast, them. The Coast Guard is, is, would be the first in line. Yeah, the, the Coast Guard has cautioned them against it. Too many people are going to jump overboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, speaking of princesses, they do have a few princesses that have special decorations in their dresses. Belle is in, if you remember from the movie Beauty and the Beast, she had like a red Christmas dress. She is in that on the cruise. And then I think Tiana might have like a red, like a poinsettia in her headband. So they have little itty bitty things that the princesses are involved in the Christmas theming as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's nice to see, I, you know, I feel like when you've been on a, a, a few Disney cruises and just sort of the non-themed ones, you, you, you see the same, you know, outfits reused over and over again. And so it's kind of nice when they, you know, change it up a little bit and have, you know, Belle in something different or Ariel in something different or, or just those little touches that that's, makes it really unique and different. So I like that. That's really cool. I've also heard they do story time with Mrs. Claus. We did not get to do that. My daughter wanted to go in the clubs and do some sort of theming that day. So we just let her do that and said, so we have not been there, but I have heard it is really cool. Now, do they do any kind of themed um, menu items or themed Christmas, you know, dinner or anything like that uh, on the maritime cruises? There's no theming as far as the dinner menu itself, but they do kind of designate one night with the picture backdrops that they do Christmassy themed, you know, backdrops. So you can have a sort of Christmas picture. That's when the last couple of times that we've done it, we've, we've all had ugly sweater, Christmas sweaters on. So we choose to get our pictures on those nights with those on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's very warm. I will say that. <laughs> it's been good pictures. 
Uh, the one thing I'll say on food is I have heard, so like if you're on a ceiling on Thanksgiving day, they do think a Thanksgiving dinner. So I would guess that if you're on a ceiling on Christmas day, they'll do a Christmas dinner kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah. So I don't think it's like, yeah, it's not going to be pirate night menu. You're not going to have a Christmas day or Christmas menu on the cruise. But if you happen to be aboard on Christmas day, I'm guessing they'll have some, you know, a Christmas menu. Yeah. I think that's an opportunity missed. I think they could do like a, you know, a, a Christmas dinner, you know, on any of the maritime cruises. And they could, on the other hand, do a, like a Halloween themed dinner. Well, you know, the one thing I don't know. So, I mean, so I, I would normally agree with you because I think pirate night theming is a missed opportunity for them just to, but pirate night is so many different cruises. It's on every cruise, like to have that menu, like it's got to be hard for them to have like yeah. a special menu around a holiday. They're only going to run for a few months. Pirate night is on just about every cruise they do. The other thing is, I don't know, for instance, like for Halloween on the high seas, like, do they have a dessert that's like a pumpkin themed dessert, right? Well, like something, right. something like well, that. Well, she that, said there was a spider themed dessert <laughs> right. that they did on uh, but maybe they, Halloween. But, but maybe like, maybe they have like a, I don't know, maybe a pumpkin themed dessert that's around, you know, at Christmas time, maybe they could have it, have a figgy pudding or something like that. But like, I think it'd be hard for them to be like, okay, tonight's Christmas dinner for everyone. Cause you're also, do you think about what Christmas dinner is to most of the, the world that's going on these cruises? It's like, food you probably don't want to be eating while you're sailing around the Caribbean. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it might, be, it might be a little heavy. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's get the roast goose and the stuffing out. Like, that doesn't sound like a, um, like, I'd rather have something a little bit maybe like less heavy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I forgot to talk about with regard to both Halloween and then we can talk about with regard to Maritime is the merchandise. So do they have themed merchandise for these cruises? And and what do you think about it? <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> of course they, oh, it's yes, Disney. They, do. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly do. And they change the look of, especially the Halloween on the high seas and the Maritime. Yes, they change it with, I mean, slight differences. It's not crazy noticeable differences, but they do change the theming of like what the Halloween tree looks like or the Christmas tree on the, the very merry time. But yes, they have definitely some themed things. I do. I think I am a collector of coffee mugs on my on Disney cruises. So I think I have one from each year and the theming is definitely different, but it's something that is really cool and you won't be able to buy it on the DisneyStore.com or anything like that. Those are things that are going to be just completely unique to those ships, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. It's all it's all exclusive merchandise for just the cruise line. You can't find it at the well, and, local, and do not at the be, parks. Do not believe them because there have been times I've been in the store and I've been like, oh, I really want this thing. And, you know, you're out of it in my size. Can I just is there any way to and they're like, oh, you can just email these people once you get ashore. The answer from those people every time is we can't sell you merchandise off of the ship. <laughs> and it, I do think Speaking of opportunities missed, I think it is an opportunity missed for Shop Disney not to carry more Disney Cruise Line merchandise. I I get it, but like they want people to buy it on the ships, but that only works if you're actually going to stock it in sufficient quantities that everyone can get what they want on their vacation. So yeah, so that's a yeah, that's a good point. I think on any of these cruises, if you are at the beginning of the season, you are going to you know they're going to be stocked full of the merchandise, and so you are going to have your choice of things. And also at the beginning of each individual cruise itinerary, if there's something you really want, I would say get it like the first or second day because it might. Especially if you're like an, 
a very common size, like a men's large, <laughs> they may run out of a men's large. Well, or if you're 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 wanting to collect something specific, like we collect or I collect the, sh- the ship models and the atrium figurines so that we have one for each ship that we've been on. As soon as we step aboard the wonder for the first, no, the magic for the first time, I'm heading straight to the gift shop to find that thing because that's the thing that sells out. Like the, the they carry very Absolutely few of them and they're, and they're gone. And so there are sometimes things that if you're collecting them, you can order them ahead of time to have them delivered to your stateroom. The ship models are yes, one. I was gonna I was gonna mention that because we've done that. We've tried to do it, I will say, on every themed cruise. You can do they have a cute amenities gift package that you can have waiting for you when you board the ship into your stateroom. The Halloween one has evolved very much over the past few years. It started out with just Chris or uh, Halloween decorations and now you can get a Halloween blanket, which is absolutely their blankets if you haven't gotten them are the softest, coziest blankets ever. And the ones on the Christmas, we uh, I waited too long on our first one and they sold out before we sailed. So I made sure to do it as soon as we could on this last time. And those blankets, to have them out during the Christmas time, it is just priceless, at least for our family, because it does bring back all those memories. And like I said, they are the coziest blankets and you can't get them in the gift shop. It's it's a good point if you're sailing. So D- Disney sells kind of in-room amenity packages that you can decorate your stateroom with, and they've got a bunch. They've and they've they've got ones that have are completely unrelated to theme cruising that you can get that we've done a few of. They, they have birthday ones. Birthday I've, ones. They have like they have a kitty one that comes with a backpack that your kid can color and like a bunch of other. So they've got these in-room amenity packages, but these these specialty cruises they carry will blow out your stateroom for Christmas. You know, Marvel Day at Sea. Here you go, and they're nice. They're we've done them for. For Star Wars Day, I think we did. No, no we, we didn't, didn't do it for Star Wars Day. We did, we for, did Halloween. for Halloween. Halloween, and they're nice. And we actually save the decorations, and you know, uh, we brought them home, and they're easy to collapse and throw in your bag. And we we've used them at home to decorate. So, uh, and you can throw them in your suitcase and take them back if you go again. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So let's move on and talk about Marvel Day at Sea because this is the one I'm the most jealous of. <laughs> And the one that and our you, podcast should absolutely pander to your needs. That's Sam. right. Well, <laughs> and, <laughs> did you? I just wanted to just. Um, did you want to talk about Castaway Key? Oh being yes. Decorated? Yes. Sorry. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yes. Yeah, so before. No, we, that's that's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> yeah. Before we move on to Marvel Day, see. Yeah. Let's hear about what do they do at Castaway Key for very merry time. Oh my gosh! When you get off the ship, you will see a big Christmas tree, Christmas presents, snowmen, and they will have snow flying from them. It's not real snow, obviously. It's usually 80 to 90 degrees, which I'm thankful for. That's why we go on cruises in the winter. But it's just, it's like breathtaking to see the Christmas decorations. They have it all throughout Castaway Key as you're walking along the path or riding the tram, you'll see Christmas wreaths and Christmas garland. They also have, if you're right when you get off the ship, they do have the photographers to take pictures by the Christmas tree or by the Christmas snowman. And I think it says something along the lines of like seasons greetings from Castaway Key. And they also have, this is my husband's favorite part. He made sure I needed to tell you this is they have Christmas Caribbean music playing. No way. I love that. I can, I can get behind that. It is absolutely, he would spend all of Christmas there if he could, but it is, it is just such a nice feeling to celebrate Christmas in a, in a bathing suit on the beach. And I will say though, in relating to merchandise, there is only, there are a few things, not a lot, but probably a handful of things that are Christmas castaway key 
they only have Christmas castaway key things that you can only get on the island and not even on the ship. Oh, exclusive. Yeah. The only other place you can find it, eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. Well, I'm super jealous of the Christmas Caribbean music. That actually sounds really fun. And it actually, I think it would be really fun to run the castaway key 5k um, during oh with God. the Christmas theme. Yeah, there's nothing like a 90 degree 5K with a Santa hat on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I would love to do it. We haven't been able to put our little kids in, in the child's care for that, but that is definitely on one of our bucket list things to do. Let's move on and talk about Marvel Day at Sea, and it's the one you've gone on most recently. I will say when I was preparing for this show, I, I did some searches on the Disney Cruise Line blog, which is a great resource for finding past personal navigators. That daily navigator is one of the coolest things I've seen. Tell us about what it looks like. Well, now you have to request. Them. We always request now right when you get on ship to have the navigators delivered. So we always do that. That's a little tip now. But yes, you get this navigator and it basically looks like a Marvel comic book. It is so neat. I wish I had oh, it. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> it is really neat. So it's all the bubble letter, you know, the bubble font and the bright yellows and reds that Marvel is known for. It is absolutely cool. And the, the characters are all in those cartoony type comic characters. Yeah. When I saw that, like I had not seen that before and I did not like I did not know that they did that because the Star Wars one has a contrast. I mean, it, it is Star Wars themed, but it, that just means like they've got some like the Star Wars lettering at the top and they've got a couple little pictures here and there. It's it is not the same level as what they do for the Marvel Day at Sea. No, and the dinner menu is absolutely the same too. It is all themed like a comic book with each character has their own. They have it sectioned out like appetizers, soup and salad for each character, like what their recommendation would be kind of thing. It's really cute. So cool. See that 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 is what they need to do with things like Pirate Night. Yep. It's crazy. Like you yeah, know, I agree. Yeah, or I mean, Star Wars Day at Sea. They even I, can't, I don't even think they had a spec. Well, they did. They, they do did have a special li- they have, lightsabers and chicken strips, right? Yeah, like, like you know. they have they have <laughs> themed so so they have themed names for the dishes for for Star Wars. But your death Sunday, you know. Yeah, yeah. but they're not. <laughs> yeah. But in contra- the food doesn't sort of look themed when it comes to you. It just looks regular, and it, no, it, it doesn't. No, the theme doesn't look. I mean, the food doesn't look like it's super themed, but they definitely try and say Captain America's. It's like how Captain America, you think like a good American steak right. kind of thing. So they and do try and pie. it that way. Well, I was going to say, he yeah. needs to be hamburger, french fries, and apple, apple pie. pie. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So do you guys dress up for Marvel Day at Sea? We did. We definitely did. My my husband and I are Marvel geeks. So this was very exciting to do this. So I was Captain Marvel. My husband was Tony Stark. He had the Black Sabbath t-shirt and he found a light up thing underneath to look like Tony Stark's. I can't even think of the word now, but you know what he has underneath. And then I found on Etsy of all places, a Spider-Man tutu dress for my older daughter. And then my younger daughter was like in a Captain America leotard and skirt. So oh. Oh, so fun. I love that you guys yeah, were. It was a lot of fun. I was going to say, same thing for Star Wars Day at Sea. Everyone yes. dresses up like Star Wars characters. Um, or wears a Star Wars t-shirt or something. Now, yeah. the, one, the one thing they had at Star Wars Day at Sea, they have stormtroopers and Kylo Ren, like like the the... I think the theming of the day, if I'm remembering correctly, is like 
the the empire has taken over command of the ship and then you know it all culminates in a big it, it all culminates in a big deck party where you know ray and friends come and save the ship and regain control for mickey and friends and then you know the the, the fireworks for star wars day at sea i'm pretty sure they have fireworks yeah for star wars day at sea do they do that for the avengers is like you know do they have the the characters just roaming around and you know is there a big battle for the control of the ship and that kind of thing more it's not really a theme kind of like the star wars is there's just you have the main characters that you go to you stand in line for like captain marvel captain america loki thor but you will also see thor black widow dr strange who else is there hawkeye star lord and gamora they will just be roaming you never know where you will see them i mean most of the time you'll see them near the atrium on deck three four and five but we saw them in the back of the ship while we were waiting in line for captain marvel so you just never know where they're going to be they're just always roaming around and then there are some ticketed meet and greets as well. Is that right? Yes. Yes. What, and, and there who, are two ticketed meet and greets. Okay. And who who do you get to see at the ticketed meet and greets? The one standalone is Groot. And they do preface it by saying you can't really have anything signed by him because he doesn't have the ability to sign anything. And he is massive. My one-year-old at the time would not go near him. I think in every picture she's screaming, crying, but he, and obviously all he says is I am Groot. And it was, it was so cool. He is so tall. <laughs> Sounds very similar to the Chewbacca meet and greet they do on yeah, Star, Wars say, Star, Star Wars Day at Sea. Star Wars Day at Sea, the ticketed meet and greets are Chewbacca, C-3PO and R2-D2 together. And then Darth Vader, I don't remember if Kylo Ren was, I think it was just Darth Vader. Yeah. And we did the, we did the Chewbacca meet and greet and he is huge massive yeah uh, we have this great picture of our like you know three and a half foot tall of sun. <laughs> just kidding dwarfed oh by gosh. a wookie oh, yes. and a hug and then the the droids are really neat because they actually move and talk um and interact with you a little bit and the, chewbacca makes the noise the chewbacca wookie yeah, che noises chewbacca and... makes the wookie noises yeah we did not go to darth vader we heard from several people that he was rather scary in person um but, but maybe yeah. not so great for little kids not yeah i've heard he was really scary for little kids so yeah i i think he's second only to kylo ren i've heard everyone who meets kylo ren is like that that character freaks them out so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, and then, oh, let's talk about the other meet and greet, the other Marvel uh, meet and greet. You said you talked about Groot. There's another one, right? Yep. There's another one. They call it the New York Encounter. So that has Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Iron Man. That's awesome. And those, just for our listeners who might not know, when we say ticketed, there's not an extra charge for these uh, meet and greets, but they are ones that you have to book in advance. Yeah. Best advice is look for the ticketed meet and greet events on. The, there'll be when you check in for the the day that is designated as your day at sea, you know, theme day at sea, there will be onboard activities that will include the ticketed events. The other, t the other thing I'll say is much like other characters aboard Disney Cruise Line, you are waiting far less than you would to have to meet these people at the parks. Like, oh, yes. So yes, it takes up a half hour of your day or an hour of your day, but that would be an entire wait to see some of these characters in in the park. So let's talk about other things that they do on Marvel Day at Sea. What, if any, activities did you guys get to go and do, or what kind of things did you get to see when you were out at Marvel Day at Sea? 
I wish we could have done more. We did a lot of the standing in line thing. And I think that was a lot for our, our little girls. And we took a midday nap for them. But I will say we walked past the Marvel trivia. You can do, I think, in one of the adult bars or they do it in the where they have kind of the dancing and the bar area. I cannot think of the name. Yeah, like the Cadillac Lounge. I forget what they call it, what it is on the magic. But on the wonder, it's the Cadillac yeah. Lounge. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you guys get to uh, see the USO show uh, that they do or do or go to either of the deck shows? I think there's an earlier deck show and a later deck show, but they I think they're slightly different from one another. Yes, we the deck show, the the care. This is more of the Fab Five deck show. It's like the little heroes with all the Fab Five characters dressed as and they are dressed as Marvel characters, which is adorable, too. So that actually happened to be at the same time we wanted to go and see the USO show with Captain Marvel. So we chose to do the USO show. And I think we made the right decision because even my youngest one was enthralled with that, you know, that music from that time period. And it felt like a true USO show where you were proud to be an American with Captain America. It was, I think it's the little known tidbit to go to that. That is amazing. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I was reading online about it. It looks like it looks like the USO show. It's it's not super long and it's but it's really entertaining. And I I, I understand that Red Skull even makes an appearance um, at that show. Not on that one. That's the that's the later show oh, at okay. night. Gotcha. Okay. I'm mixing the two up. Okay. But the USO show, it, it sounds like it's kind of a, like a little bit of a musical review, but a USO style. Yes. And uh, yes. that sounds awesome. And then I guess there are two deck shows as for our listeners. There's a Mickey and Friends superhero celebration deck show, which is just as Jessica talked about it. It's involving the Fab Five being dressed up as, um, and it's probably kind of a dancing, singing type thing that like all the deck shows seem to be. And then later in the evening, there's a, I think a Marvel Heroes Unite deck show, which is more similar to, I think what we saw on the Star Wars Day at Sea, where there's a, the sum in the force deck show where they have a kind of dramatic little stunt show and then it sort of evolves into the fireworks being set off for for the night i'll just uh highlight to folks there's a ravager ravagers club dance party with the guardians of the galaxy characters on marvel day at sea and then there is a for the star wars day at sea there is also a dance party i can't oh the galactic dance party is the one at star wars day at sea and then a couple of other things like you said there's a bunch of different trivias that happen there's sort of pub style trivia but there's also a couple of game show style trivias that they do one called the super fan challenge and the another one called the marvel super showdown which that one i understand to be the game show style but it has trivia and challenges mixed in and then on Marvel, another thing that they do is instead of the Jack-Jack diaper dash that they do on the non-themed cruises, they do a little hero dash. <laughs> and so- Oh my gosh, it is the cutest thing. It's just like the diaper dash, but I think the baby or the Jack-Jack's diaper dash, but it is, they are dressed in like little, you know, superheroes and they have a different you know carpet down for them. It is just the same, but it is just as exciting. Do they do they give you so on Star Wars Day at Sea? I remember we came back to our stateroom and on the day at sea, they gave you like a bed runner and maybe something else as sort of like a. Yeah. Do they give you anything for Avengers or sorry, Marvel Day at Sea? Yes, they give you the bed runner and then your little towel animal at the end of the night is Mjolnir, the Thor's hammer. Which ah. Is awesome. ah, yeah. 
I've also heard on the Marvel Day at Sea, there's a special Dr. Strange show called Dr. Strange yes. Journey into the Mystic Arts. Did you guys get a chance to check that one out? We did. They had three. It was actually really nice. They had three different showings. So like the normal times when they would have those stage shows, uh, you know, like the musicals that they would do, they had them at those times, but they also had one earlier in the day, which we chose to go do right after the kids naps. And it was so cool. I think my older one was hoping she would have gotten chosen because they do choose some kids up there to train like Dr. Strange and to help, you know, with the, the bad guys and all of that. But it is absolutely cool. I don't, I don't think either one of our kids were too scared at it. It could be a little scary, but I don't, I don't think it was too, too scary for the little ones, but yeah, you help Dr. Strange beat the evil spirit and all of that. Any special activities than the kids clubs that they really enjoy either Halloween day or Marvel day? I think they had, they always, for the, for the Halloween and the Christmas, they always have some sort of craft that they're doing different crafts for each theme. But for Marvel day, I think they had all kinds of different stuff. You could train with Doctor Strange. I'm trying to think. There were there were a bunch of different themed activities, not just for that day. I think they they did the activities throughout the cruise, if I'm not mistaken, in the kids club. So I I'll talk a little bit about Star Wars Day at Sea. It's quite similar in format to Marvel Day at Sea in that it's a, really a single day. And the one difference is you will not see the Fab Five around the ship on Star Wars Day at Sea. So this is a difference that with between Marvel and Star Wars. Say, it's a big difference is that they it's Marvel an, Day, you'll see the characters kind of dressed up like Marvel characters. You'll see the Fab Five dressed up like Marvel characters. They have not done any crossover for Star Wars, which I think is a part of the deal they made with Lucasfilms, if I'm not mistaken. But it's it's a really I think it's speaking of lost opportunities throughout the show. I think it's a lost <laughs> opportunity not to have Mickey out dressed up like a Jedi. So, yeah. 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 So you, yeah. So you don't, that would be really cool. It would be really cool. Yeah. So you don't, you don't have that crossover with the Fab Five. And so it, it will be the one day where you don't get to take pictures with Mickey and Minnie because they won't really be out and about. But there are stormtroopers roaming the, you know, roaming the pool deck, roaming the atrium around the yeah, ship. And, and kind of like at um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they'll stop you and, you know, accost you. And, you know, <laughs> it's really a fun, fun yeah. interaction. Yeah. It's a fun interaction. Action, yeah. Yeah. And and you're allowed to wear costumes and a lot of people dress up. The Brian talked about the the diff, different ticketed meet and greets. There is one thing that's available that's different, which I'll talk about, which is uh there's Jedi training for kids ages five through twelve. And it's similar to the Jedi training that you can do at the parks. But it's a it, they do a little training thing. They get to use the kids get to hold lightsabers and then they each get to do a little fight scene with either a stormtrooper or with Darth Vader. And so it's and then the parents can come and watch the little the little fight scene. Just a real just a real quick note. People oh, do yeah. people do dress up. I think we've alluded to in the past that neither TSA nor Disney Cruise Line prohibit you from bringing lightsabers on right? board. So you can bring those. The only thing I'd caution you about is bringing think Disney might prohibit it. And if not Disney, the TSA will certainly frown upon toy guns. So yes. <laughs> like, like yes. just be cautious if you're going to come with your blaster. And then there is a um, there's trading with the Jawas. So you can bring little trinkets to 
around the ship, there will be Jawas that you can trade with. There's also a Porgs scavenger hunt that you can do where you go around the ship looking for Porgs. And then similar to the Marvel Day at Sea, they have all kinds of Star Wars trivia. So there's a Padawan Mind Challenge. There's Star Wars Quote Trivia, which is just regular pub style trivia. There's a Super Fan Challenge, just like the Super Fan Challenge they do for Marvel. There's an Atrium show with the with the um, Star Wars characters called Celebrate the Saga. There's a costume celebration. There's a dance party. There's a deck party. There's fireworks. Oh, I, one thing I didn't mention for both Marvel and Star Wars, they have for Marvel, they have Marvel Origins. For Star Wars, they have Star Wars 101, which will be sort of a kind of lecture style, but like a history of Marvel and history of Star Wars. So if you want to sort of learn about, you can go to one of those talks. And then on Star Wars Day at Sea, they also have BB-8 races. So you have to sign up in advance, I think, for that. And you can race droids. And then both of them, Marvel Day at Sea and Star Wars, have drawing academies. Marvel's is a comic book academy. And Star Wars is a Star Wars drawing academy. And both of those are learning to draw the various characters so really similar in in that sense with a couple of activities that are different. And I would definitely recommend the Star Wars Day at Sea, but I am honestly very jealous of the Marvel Day at Sea. Yeah. After hearing more about Marvel Day at Sea, like I would say start. So I think Halloween or Christmas, if you're into those holidays or your family enjoys celebrating them, they're kind of a no brainer if you can nab one of those cruises. I think they're a lot of fun. They enhance the holiday. The ship is themed out for the whole cruise. It's kind of got a theming to it. So it's really carrying the spirit of the holiday through the whole cruise. I think between Star Wars Day and Marvel Day, based on everything I've heard and having experienced Star Wars Day at Sea, I would pivot toward Marvel Day at Sea. It, it feels almost like they recognize that Star Wars has an appeal, perhaps not as wide of an audience as Marvel. It's more niche. It's more niche. And so they're what they're really almost it feels like they're trying to do is like give the experience, but keep it contained because mm -hmm. they don't want people to be like, well, I don't want to go on a cruise with a bunch of Star Wars nerds. Right. And so like <laughs> like, like it just it, it it feels a little bit more muted. It was fun. We had a fun time. I wouldn't choose one cruise over another simply because it was a Star Wars sailing. I can tell you I'm actively trying to figure out how to get on a Marvel cruise. And the only thing that stops me, <laughs> dear Disney, is have them sail out of Fort Canaveral on occasion because I do not want to sail out of Miami. I'm actively trying to figure out how to get a Marvel day at sea. And I think it's a wider appealing franchise. It spans a lot of movies, a lot of characters. People have their favorites, right? And so I think they're just being a little bit more aggressive with that day at sea, but it doesn't, unlike Christmas or Halloween, it's not going to carry like the whole cruise isn't yeah. taken up by it. Okay. Well, that moves us along to, our, well, actually, before I move to our rapid fire, Jessica, I will, I want to ask you, would you do a Marvel day again? And are you guys uh, interested in doing a Star Wars? We are interested in doing Star Wars. I had never seen a Star Wars movie till the quarantine happened and my husband made me marathon those. So I just recently became a Star Wars fan. The Marvel Day at Sea was hands down out of all the 10 cruises we've been on our favorite like hands down no competition was by far our favorite one it could have done with the itinerary where we were on everything but there was nothing i would have changed about our marvel day at sea cruise it was geared towards adults as well as children it was just hands down fun and we actually have one planned for next march oh <laughs> nice nice Anyway, well, let's move on to our rapid fire round. So, Jessica, I know you've listened to our show before, but I will say it once again. The only rule for rapid fire is there are no wrong answers. 
Except if we disagree with you. So. You keep saying that. That's not actually a rule. I know. I just like to joke. So who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? I have to say I have one from each. Tinkerbell was my ultimate favorite favorite growing up, and she still is. But I also have such a soft spot for Remy. Oh, I love him. You're talking to two huge Remy fans as well. So I, I, I feel you on that one. Okay, what is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Oh, this was hard. This is so hard. Probably the classic Aladdin, but I also love the new Aladdin. And then, but it's a tie with Toy Story. I love the classic Toy Story. Okay. What is your favorite Disney song? I've Got a Dream from Tangled. I absolutely love, love that. We blast that every day in our house. Oh, I love that. What is your favorite Disney Cruise Line ship? I actually prefer the magic. What is your favorite Disney Cruise Line port? Um, we, uh, this Key West, that is hands down my favorite. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's one of our, on our list of ones that we, well, it's, if we get that cruise out of new Orleans in February, it's supposed to stop at Key West. So yeah. We, we're getting a little worried about cruises even happening in February. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. I can understand. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. Favorite rotational dining restaurant. And this doesn't have to be on your favorite ship. This could be on any ship. Okay, this one, I have one for the atmosphere and one for the food. For the atmosphere, it's Rapunzel's Royal Table. The dinner show is beyond amazing. But the food, I have to go with the Enchanted Gardens. That The food is just impeccable there. Oh, awesome. Uh, your favorite onboard food? I love the sea bass from Enchanted Garden and the Grand Marnier Souffle from Royal Palace. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Your favorite onboard drink? This can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Oh, it has to be alcoholic. Um, <laughs> alcoholic drink from Rapunzel. They actually put cotton candy and then they pour this amazing, I can't remember the concoction over it, but it is so good. Oh, cool. And what is your favorite part of the ship? Deck four. I have spent many a times pushing a stroller on it with a child napping in it. So deck four was walking that ship and in the aft and the forward where there's the inside and you can actually see inside of the ship. It is just, it's so peaceful deck four, just walking it. Yeah. Your favorite onboard activity. Oh, this is hands down going to the Bippity Bappity Boutique with my daughter. It The first time she went, I actually cried because she was enamored with the whole experience. Oh, your favorite Disney Cruise Line souvenir. I will say you guys were talking that you collect those little figurines from each cruise. We also do that as well. And we have it displayed in our house. But also from the very first couple cruises that we did, they had a red pillow on the, the stateroom beds and they stopped putting them there and they started selling them. And we actually snagged one one time or like the purchase one like they they went into the back couldn't find them they called us later on in the cruise and had found one for us to purchase so it's my absolute favorite souvenir oh cool okay so bucket list cruise now this is a cruise you have not yet been on and maybe it's one disney doesn't even currently sail to but where do you want to sail on disney cruise line oh, specifically this is a tie between alaska and the panama canal although i think tomorrow we're gonna put a deposit down on a panama canal cruise oh awesome you're gonna love it panama we've done panama canal but not on disney we've done it years ago before we had our son we did it on celebrity and it is just so so cool and the itinerary for that fall 2021 one is looks really good. It looks just dreamy. Oh my goodness. And we have to do it before our youngest actually gets into school full time. So. <laughs> That's right. 
Anyway, Jessica, it's been wonderful talking to you about themed Disney cruising, um, a fun topic. And obviously, it's always fun to talk to someone who loves Disney Cruise Line as much as we do. So thanks so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you. It's also a joy to talk to someone else who loves Disney cruising as well. Well, as we enter fall and head toward Halloween, I loved recording this show with Jessica and just sort of reliving some of our memories from our Halloween on the High Seas cruise, uh, thinking ahead to our very merry time cruise that we booked over Thanksgiving in 2021 with a double dip to Castaway Key. So that's going to be a lot of fun and getting pretty excited about trying to find a Marvel Day at Sea cruise. Those cruises sound like a lot of fun. And, you know, we've been on a Star Wars Day at Sea and that was fun, too. So just lots of fun reliving those fun memories from from themed Disney cruises. Highly recommend if you get a chance to try one out, do so. They're a lot of fun. Uh, with that, no new written reviews to read on the air this week. So head over to Apple Podcasts and you could be on the show next week. Leave us one of those five-star written reviews and we'll read it on the air. Did want to do a quick reminder about the Turkey Lurkey 5K coming up around Thanksgiving that we are co-sponsoring with Rope Drop Radio and the DCL podcast in support of a great cause, Autism on the Seas. So check out last week's bonus episode for more information on that and we will be providing providing more information about the virtual race and t-shirts on this show very, very soon. With that, I do want to thank everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also be sure to leave us those five-star reviews over at Apple Podcasts and written reviews are especially helpful. They help people find our podcast who might be looking for our content. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed in the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have a question about a Disney cruise or a Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.